I'm listening. What do you require? Hello, and welcome to Control-Alt-Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. I'm Aprilian, your host, currently of the Bellgun server and Earthen Ring server, and it is Wednesday, April 25th, 2007. This is episode 20, entitled, Retuning Your Alts. This episode is a little late because I had some technical difficulties. I had been informed by some of my guild members that my podcast was a little low and they had to turn it up compared to other podcasts so I looked into some of my equipment and it turned out that maybe I was using the wrong microphone I was using a high-end microphone that wasn't working well with my MacBook Pro it worked fine with my iMac and when I was able to record on the iMac I was able to get a good quality but not on the MacBook Pro. I don't know what the difference would be, but uh, it probably has something to do with my settings or something on my end. So I went out and I got a new mic, and I tried it, and it gave me a whine. And then I went out and got another mic, and it seemed to be working fine. It's a Logitech, which I want to give a shout-out to the forum of Alea Iacta Est because there was a discussion on mics and headsets for Vent. And this kind of inspired me to get this uh, Logitech headset. So I hope I'm sounding better. And it's sometimes you have to go back and look at what you have and retune it, which is also the title of this episode. But before we get into the meat of the episode, I want to talk about last week's video presentation. There was a couple of questions, and I want to uh, answer them. I answer. A couple of people asked questions that I answered, but I want to bring it out here for anyone else that had similar questions. And the first one was about how I switched back and forth between the two computers. I was trying to focus mostly on the gameplay and not put myself in the video, so I wasn't showing my what I was doing. And uh, it's an IO Gear KVM switch, and all I had to do was press Control Control to go back between each computer. It's the best KVM switch I've ever used and I've used several. One of them I used used to beep every time I switched back and forth which I didn't understand why anybody would need or want that kind of service. And the other comment was that my dialogue was drowned out by the uh, actual mob fights or the dialogue of the game and I apologize for that. I had listened and thought it was okay and obviously it was but you wasn't but you were able to get the gist of the dual boxing and maybe I'll do another one uh, soon with some higher end content that will show you without the um, loud game sounds and I really enjoyed doing that video presentation if anyone oh the other comment almost forgot there was a third comment about combinations now in the video it was a warlock and a hunter, and the warlock was putting DOTs, I kept calling them buffs, but they were DOTs on the mob, and then the hunter was doing auto-shooting, and for me that works out pretty well. I've also used uh, a rogue and a hunter, which works out okay, um, and I've used a warrior 
and a hunter, which is kind of harder because the warrior has to get up close. But uh, in any combinations that you might want to suggest that I might try, of course, the mighty mage is what that uh, that individual that five boxes uses. But I've never actually had a mage, which maybe I'll try a mage and learn how to use a mage or how to be a mage and try dual boxing with that. But if anyone has any other suggestions or combinations, uh, there's also some question about macros. I don't really use a lot of macros. I uh, just use a target, the first uh, person, and then t uh, follow as one of the uh, hotkey combinations so that I can quickly follow the, you know, the other character. But if you have any suggestions or anything you think I should try out, just give me an email at controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. So now I'd like to talk about retuning your alt. The normal progression in World of Warcraft is that you get a character, you pick a couple of professions, your first and your secondary. There's some that kind of harmonize with each other, like alchemy and herbalism and leatherworking and skinning. And then you progress to 70 and you get your professions up to 375. But when you're an altaholic, you're really not going to push to 70 right away. In fact, my highest alt right now is level 54 because I'm enjoying the medium game. Uh, I like to think of myself as a, as a, a service alt. And eventually I'm going to concentrate on one character and get her to 70. And when I do, I'll have all this backup from my other alt or my service alt. In fact, I, I created a new uh, guild for my alts on uh, Earth and Ring called We Live to Serve. Just because I find that having my alts in a guild makes it easier for me to communicate with them all and to keep track of them all and to do a few things that uh, are kind of neat, like give them tab birds and things. Uh, I want to stop for a second to apologize for the squeaking noise. This new mic is really good, and it does pick up sounds that uh, my other mic didn't pick up. But I would love to hear any comments about the quality uh, or the improvement, or if it's not an improvement of the sound on my podcast. But back to retuning your alt. So, when you start out, you pick a few couple of... Um, Professions, but when you have a lot of alts, you're going to find that you're going to have some overlapping. And sometimes, especially if you have alts that are different levels, for instance, I had Ardrian, who was my blood elf, who is my blood elf on the Earthen Ring, and he's a level 20, and he started out with jewel crafting, and he was fine, but then I hit the 225 barrier, and I wanted to go further, but of course, he can't go past 225 until he's over 35. Then I had Trishel, who had skinning and mining, and at the time I didn't have any leather working, leather workers, or any plans for leather workers, on 
earthen ring, so her skinning was kind of superfluous. So she dropped skinning, and she took up jewel crafting, and she was able to go past the 225 barrier and go all the way to 300. Although she hasn't gotten there yet, but she's able to make some really cool things that Ardrian wasn't able to make. So as you can see, sometimes there's a benefit for dropping and going back. And then, ironically... I brought, I had another character, uh, Awari, who was, uh, who is a miner, and she's the one that I'm leaving in Crush Bridge Hold. I think I've talked about this. It's a mountain in Altrak Valley, and it's, it's a cave, actually, and it has the most wonderful respawning of ores that can be imagined. Uh, mithril, iron, sometimes true silver... Uh, the other day there was gold popping up all over the place and some silver. And what's really cool is I sometimes run into Alliance in there. And there's nothing more satisfying than coming up behind an Alliance and stealing his or her ore. <laughs> there's also a little weird thing going on there. And I guess they must be, I don't know, farmers or whatever. I don't hesitate to call them gold farmers or use any stereotypes. But sometimes... You know, I'm sitting in there waiting for something to spawn on my mini-map. And an Alliance character will come running in. And he'll run into, he or she will run into where I am and look around. And I'm wondering, why aren't they just looking on their mini-map? Why would they even run into a room or a section of the cave where there's obviously no ore spawned? But, I don't know, maybe they're just, I don't know if it's a bot that uses a certain sensor that says, you know, can you tab to an ore? I don't know. It's just kind of funny. But anyways, uh, Iwari has been in Crush Bridge Hole uh, off and on for the last few weeks, and I've been stocking up on iron and mithril and true silver and gold, which I will then, which I've been mining into bars or leaving some as ore. And leaving them with an alt so that Trishel, who is now the jewel crafter, can use, can go and get the uh, bars from that alt. And, um, you know, the, she'll have a good source when she's ready to level up some more in jewel crafting. But, she, but just, uh, Iwari had a higher, well, two, two reasons. Iwari had a higher level of mining plus she was low enough so that while she's in crush bridge hole she's actually getting exp from killing the ogres whereas Trishel at 44 was no longer getting exp for killing the ogre so it wasn't beneficial plus i wanted her doing jewel crafting so i didn't want to leave her in crush bridge hold so i had Trishel drop mining and <laughs> I had her take up leatherworking. I know what you're saying. She had leatherworking before. But it was actually fun for me to retrain Trishel in leatherworking at level 44. Because first of all, she has a mount. She went over into... She, she actually got the, the skill in Silver Moon City. Which is her home base right now because of the jewel crafting. And she went out into Eversong Woods... Knocked around some uh, dragon hawklings and some lynxes and leveled up to what, 50 there. Then she went over to Ghostland, took out some mist bats and some 
cat things out there and she got up to 115 then she went down to the barrens for a little while and then over to shimmering flats which i absolutely love shimmering flats for a level uh what is that uh 29 through 34 because the uh the mobs over there those um glazer croc uh, lizard like things they drop really good loot that will add up you can make a couple of gold over there in a few hours uh, really easily. Oh, the other reason I wanted Trisha to take up leather working was because she's at the level where she can gain some good XP from being in the Badlands and farming scalding weplings. I was out there completing the quest Broken Alliance and one of our party members who was also from Alea Iacta S. Trishel isn't in Alea Iacta S. I didn't want to overwhelm the guild with all of my alts. But she was hanging out with a, a, a Sheo and I think it was, was it Calisynth? Who are two awesome, and I've mentioned them before, I think, warlocks. And, you know, warlocks are awesome anyways. And uh, somebody got a um, one of those pets, that little whelpling pet. That is so cute. And, of course, we'll get you some money on the uh, auction house. And so, I just wanted to get back out there. Uh, she got a, uh, a dark whelpling, which is really nice. And a, a nice drop. And they come from farming those scalding whelplings. So, I wanted her to get back out there. So, after um, she did Shimmering Flats, Trishel went to... Tanaris, and then by the time she was done in Tanaris, she was up to where she could go back out to the Badlands and skin uh, those dark whelplings, and that's where she is now. And eventually, she'll have enough leather stored away so that when Ardrion gets up to his leather working, he'll have uh, a good supply. Plus, I can donate some to the guild. And so. Think about this. Think about where your character, where your your alts are right now, and who's giving what. And if you have something that, for instance, you're spending a lot of money paying for in the auction house, or the auction house prices are off the hook for them, you might think of changing your alt. And remember that while they're farming or while they're uh, leveling up their lower skills, all the time Trishel was in Eversong and Ghostland and parts of. 1,000 needles and also uh, shimmering flats. She was staying rested, so she still was able to. Once she got to the area where she got, um, when she was fighting mobs, her own level or the level that would give her XP, she was getting double XP. So think about where your alts are now and what would be better to change them around. You're not, it's not stuck in gold. There's uh, no penalty for changing other than you do lose that other skill. But if another alt can take up the slack, then it's a win-win situation. I got uh, several emails, which is quite a few for me. And I'd like to read a couple of them now. 
The first one I got was kind of hard for me to respond to, but uh, it was from a younger member of WOW, and I'm just going to read the email. It says, Hello, I love your podcast and hearing about your alts. I was wondering how you feel about younger players. I am only 12, but I love the game and I'm completely addicted. I was getting annoyed on the non-role-playing realms because if I told anyone my age, I would never hear from them again. This caused a lot of problems while looking for a guild. I would really like to know your opinion on this subject. I'm a bit sad right now because WoW keeps glitching badly and shutting down my PC, but your podcast cheers me up. Well, thank you very much for that wonderful email. I think it's wonderful about WoW that you can play at a younger age. There's uh, not a lot of content that isn't suitable for uh, younger people. And I'm glad that I'm kind of jealous. I wish I had could have played World of Warcraft when I was 12 years old. Now, there's a couple of things I want to point out in this, and I want to kind of show it from both sides. I understand how frustrating it must be for someone to, at your age, to want to play and then tell someone your age and then have them be a little bit uh, apprehensive. I really don't think age matters as far as, you know, having to tell your age. Of course, the problem is that sometimes people do talk about things that are a little bit more mature than one would think a 12-year-old would like to hear. And I'm picking my words very carefully. I sometimes feel kind of funny around, a 12, around younger kids because your parents have certain standards for you and certain things that they want you to know or certain things that they want you to learn according to how they want you to be raised. And they know you better than anybody in the world. And they love you more than anyone in the world. And they want what's best for you. And I'm always a little uncomfortable around children because I don't have any and I'm not so sure sometimes how to say things to them. So <laughs> one time my uh, sister had her kids in, over my mom's and the kids were running around in what I thought was a very unruly fashion and I made some comment I might have yelled a little bit or said something to the effect of, you know, can you stop that or whatever. And my sister <laughs> admonished me for, an, I quote, usurping her duties. So there are certain things that your parents probably want you to do or know that I wouldn't want to insert, usurp. But then again, do you really need to tell anybody you're 12 years old? I don't know. I would love to hear from uh, other listeners how they handle this. I think the best thing is to um, tell your parents about your dilemma and ask for them for a solution. I know maybe if they don't play World of Warcraft, they might not understand the, the problem. But on the other hand, uh, there are some guilds, I guess, for younger kids. Maybe you might want to join one of those or join a family-oriented guild that has a little bit of everybody. I know our guild on uh, Earthen Ring has young kids and old kids, and it seems to work out fine. And the most important thing is if anybody says anything that makes you feel uncomfortable to tell your parents. And, and bring them with you sometimes. I think it would be kind of neat if you uh, showed your mom and dad what you were doing. I hope that answered your question. Um, you know, 
And if anyone else has any better solutions, please write me at controlaltwow at gmail.com and I will pass them on to this listener. And thanks again for writing. The next email comes from a 70, level 70 gnome mage on the Wildheimer server in the Unstoppable, Unstoppable Guild. His name is Blazer, or her name is Blazer. And she writes, Aprilian, I wish I could say that I'm an altaholic, but I'm not. I'm a WoW podcastaholic and have checked out pretty much every World of Warcraft podcast on iTunes. What I can say is that I really enjoy listening to your adventures with your alts, from dual boxing to collecting 1G. It's fun to listen to your excitement while playing WoW. Your memory is much better than mine because not only are you remembering what happened to your alts, but you're remembering the NPC and location names with great accuracy. I know you recognize and listen to other podcasts out there. Yours fills a niche that many that not many cover, since there's nothing like listening to personal wow experiences. Spending the extra time to index your podcast and write up show notes makes it all the better. Keep on having fun with World of Warcraft, playing all of your alts, and creating a great podcast, too. Thanks. No, thank you, Blazer. I really enjoy doing this, and uh, I just... I'm a podcastaholic also, a WoW podcastaholic, and I think I've mentioned this before, which is one of the reasons why I decided to do a podcast, because I kept running out of podcasts. I love listening to podcasts while I'm at work, of course. <laughs> it's always funny when somebody walks in and uh, Slanik from Vendor Trash is making one of his weird comments, or the instance is on and they're talking about something really funny, and I'm cracking up laughing and People look at me like I'm crazy, but I am not in the closet with World of Warcraft. As hard as it is, I tell people right up front, I play World of Warcraft, and I am not ashamed. <laughs> I want to acknowledge another email I got from a gentleman named Xenon about dual boxing, and he brought up some really good points, and uh, he also uh, introduced some interesting macros. I don't really use macros with... Uh, the dual boxing I do right now, except for to follow another character, I do slash target x character x and then slash follow. But uh, he's brought up some really interesting points and about fine tuning and uh, dual boxing. And I'm not going to get into his email right now. What I really would love to do, and I'm going to see if if he's up for this, is to bring him onto the show and talk about it. And because Dual boxing can be really exciting uh, when done. It can be exciting anyways, and when done with the finesse that he seems to want to bring to it, I think it, will, it takes it to a whole different level. I want to just point out that there are two forms of dual boxing I use. One is like the one that was in the video where uh, two characters actually work together, on a, preferably on the same cause or the same quest, which works out really nice and they're both getting e uh, EXP. I also dual box with two characters in s not together. So that's kind of fun too and it kind of speeds up leveling and stuff because I like to do two things at one time. Uh, multitask. So Xenon, I got your email. <laughs> you are awesome. Your stuff is awesome. I'm going to put it in some format that I can easily read on the air and I'm going to do my next podcast on uh, 
fine-tuning your dual boxing. And I'd love to hear from anyone else out there that dual boxes and uh, give me your hints or your tips or comments on how I dual box. I'm at controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. The beauty of World of Warcraft is that the game is always changing and always evolving. It's never the same game, and it's definitely not the same game for everyone. Case in point, when I first started this game, I absolutely hated PvP. I was on a PvP server, and I couldn't stand getting ganked. I still hate PvP. But, due to some encouragement from Iacta, Alea Iacta Est, and uh, the really good guildmates who PvP, I have come to love. Okay, love is a strong word. I've come to crave more knowledge about PvP. The first thing that really interest that really got my interest going was um, Cali Synth organized a dual club based on the similar to a fight club you we get together and we practice dueling it was awesome I would never duel you know I got the little duel thing in, in uh, crossroads all the time or when you come into Ogramar you see those people standing out there and I would never accept a duel because I knew that anybody that's brave enough or bold enough to say duel me is probably a avid dueler and if I dueled I would just end up you know being handed my hat so to speak but in the closed environment of other guild members I was able to duel I actually won a couple of battles I lost a lot but I learned the neatest thing was one of the uh, uh, Gilmates Crucifudge, who was a rogue, who was 11 levels above me at the time, kept beating me. But the challenge was, each time I fought him, I was alive a little bit longer, and it would grow and grow. I mean, I never won, and I didn't last probably more than a minute, but it was such a challenge. And so... Anyone else that would try this idea, I would suggest, you know, get some friends together and try dueling. And you'll probably get as hooked on it as, uh, I can't wait for the next duel club. And the other thing I've been doing is I've been going into Battleground. Again, because of Alea Iacta Est and uh, Our Wife and I know I'm going to say his name wrong, so... I'm going to call him Heifer. And they actually took me under their wing and allowed me to kind of understand what was going on. And we did AB and we did War Sun Gulch. And it was awesome. I mean, I, we won a couple of battles, but we lost a couple. But it didn't matter. It was awesome just being in there and knowing that somebody was helping you. Before I was going in blind. 
but now I'm <laughs> realizing it's PvP is a lot of fun. I'm intrigued by it now. When I hear about the arenas, I'm intrigued. I, I know I could never do an arena, bat arena battle, but then again, I said I could never do PvP. So, <clears throat> I urge any of you out there listening to this podcast, go try some PvP. PvE for me will always be the meat and potatoes of World of Warcraft. But PvP is sort of like a little bit of a dessert and it's actually fun. I still seem to be experiencing some sound issues. I noticed that when I move, there's a kind of sound picked up by the mic. I apologize for that, and I'm going to try to fine-tune it over the next few days so that when I do ep my next episode, it won't have the annoying sounds. I got rid of the hollowness, I got rid of the low speaking, I got rid of the squeak, <laughs> and now I have something else. So, it's all about retuning. And I want you to think about retuning your alts to better suit your needs. You know, when you first start out and you get a craft, you think that that's the craft you want, but you can always change it. And it's, uh, it can be a fun experience, challenging yourself to level up your a new profession as fast as possible. I thank you all for your emails, the three emails I got. Uh, I also want to uh, send a shout out to Alea Iacta S and thanks for being such a wonderful guild and I'd like to ask for some more emails at April, oops, not April controlaltwow at gmail.com next week's episode will be on dual boxing and I'll be going over some macros which I will also put in the show notes so that I think you'll be able to copy and paste right into the game. And if you have any experiences, any questions, any comments on dual boxing, please send me an email at controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. You can find us at controlaltwow.com. And we're also on iTunes. And uh, if you do download us off of iTunes, a comment or a uh, review would be nice. And don't forget to go to dig.com slash podcast and do a search for Control Alt Wow and give me a dig. Or you can dig from my blog, which is at controlaltwow.blogspot.com. If you go to controlaltwow.com, it will take you straight to it. Thank you and good night. <laughs>